Hi, welcome back to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women come to break free from binge eating so they can have more peace, energy, and release weight while enjoying foods they love. Today, it is going to be a little bit of a um, a free flow, just kind of not stream of consciousness necessarily, but um, a little bit more of a chat. I suppose. And I just wanted to talk to you about a conversation I had with my brother the other day that reminded me of a major aspect of my own journey that I a little bit forgot about. Um, and I want to share it with you because I think it is so, it's such a great place, um, for many to start and you may find this valuable. Um, and so I want to talk to you today about you can stop at just one. And I'm going to explain to you what I'm talking about, why it is. Um, But, you know, my most um, downloaded episode is an episode that I created. It was the very first episode, actually, of the podcast. If you, you know, if you uh, started listening from the more recent episodes, um, if you go back and scroll to the first episode, my very first episode was how to eat one Oreo and not the entire package. And when I was starting the podcast, when I was thinking about like how to, you know, create very valuable content for people, I went and I just spoke with people. I looked for people who felt like they were struggling with binge eating. And, you know, I started talking to them and I just started having these very in-depth conversations, asking them questions, just really trying to get understanding of the problem um, f- from other people's perspectives. Because, you know, even though I struggled with it myself, it was it's very valuable to get outside of my own head. And so I talk to other people um, whenever I'm creating content. And you might hear my birds walking in the background, but I'm not going to break the flow for this. So, um I started talking to people and one of the most common things that I heard was the word Oreo. It kept coming back over and over and over again. And specifically people were saying that they were, they couldn't stop at one Oreo. They had to eat an entire sleeve or an entire package. Um, People would say things like, you know, you can't eat just one Oreo. It's just not possible. Well, in my first, my very first episode, I talked about how to actually accomplish this. And I went back and listened to that first episode recently and was surprised because I thought I would just be mortified. But actually, it was a really solid episode. There's some very great tips in that episode. And I still talk about all of those same things to this day, really, nothing has changed. I I do tweak a little bit around indulgences a little bit um, because I really try to help people to understand the difference between indulging because it's from their values versus indulging out of impulse. And that's a nuance that has really um, come from working with people more. Um, However, everything that I said in that episode, I still teach to this day. So I am very, very just happy with the consistency of the content. Um, and, um, I, you know, I do encourage you, if you haven't listened to that first episode, go back. It's the foundation of everything that I teach to this day. So that being said, I want to talk about something that I don't know if I've shared on the podcast before. And it's something that I, it really kind of gave me this huge insight into myself into what my brain was doing um, 
into my own desires, my own cravings. And I want to share that with you today because, you know, me and my brother were having this conversation about a an experiment that he had um he had come across. And in the experiment, it was really um I don't remember what it was testing, but they had asked people what their favorite candy bar was, and then they when they would say what their favorite candy bar was, they would be given that candy bar, but they would be given the candy bar blindfolded. And when they would actually taste the candy bar, they didn't like it, even though it was their fa- it was their self-proclaimed favorite candy bar. And it made me remember um, an article that I wrote um, years ago. This was probably back in 2017. Um, and I say an article, but really it was an epic post. If you ever, you know, back in, man, the like around 2012 to 2017, at least for me, I remember, you know, you could be in like a Facebook group or a forum and there's still forums like this around. But I remember, you know, you could be a part of this really tight knit community around a specific issue or a specific, um, you know, interest. And, you know, some people would come in there sometimes and just share whatever they have experienced or some special knowledge that they have or, you know, whatever it is, like we would all help each other. And so that's what this was. And it was this huge, huge post that I wrote about the title was why one bite of the best peanut butter cookie I've ever had is better than a handful of peanut butter cookies or something to that effect. And it was all around this simple tool that I'm sure you've heard of before, but you may not have given it the chance that it is worthy of, which is simply paying very, very close attention to what you are eating in the moment that you're eating it. So for example, when I first tried this, and you know, some people call it mindful eating, I really Try not to use mindful eating because that term has become kind of a buzz term. And, you know, who knows what it really means <laughs> when something's been used so many times, you start to, you know, unless you really define it, what does it mean? So what I'm defining it as is I'm just talking about paying close attention while you're eating, um, you know, for a moment. I don't personally advocate that all of your meals quote unquote, should be 100% mindful, because I just don't find it to be practical, you know, Um, personally, I mean, I just don't find it practical. I don't think everybody needs to eat that way. But I do think that there is enormous, tremendous value in doing it for a few times enough for you to gain the, the lessons that are there for you. So for example, here's what I did. I actually was a part of a mindful eating challenge. When I first was introduced to mindful eating, um, actually, let me back up because that's not true. The first time that I tried mindful eating was as a part of an app that I've already um, shared with you, um, which is the Eat Right Now app. This is one of the three apps that I talked about a few episodes back where I talked about three apps that are very helpful 
for people, especially getting started in their recovery journey. And so this app had a mindful eating exercise. And it was the first time that I really experienced a moment of paying very close attention for the sake of paying very close attention to what I was eating. And I started to notice that certain foods that I, that I swore up and down, I loved, I didn't actually enjoy them. And, you know, for some people it's like, oh yeah, I know that. But for some people, this is an an enormous moment of clarity. And it was for me because You know, I honestly had thought that I just genuinely loved certain brands of potato chips or certain types of candy. And through using this tool of paying attention, paying very close attention, I started to notice that that wasn't exactly true. And the things that I thought that I couldn't stop eating, I actually could stop eating them. So that was another big insight I had. And so... You know, when I started to, when I had this insight, it really shifted, it started to shift my beliefs. And so this is something that, you know, I think it is, it's very easy to miss because we tend to be so focused on the food itself. And this is why I talk a lot about how it's really a a matter of who you're being. I really try to get to that level of identity because, you know, it's really what's keeping us stuck in our behaviors often are just our beliefs. So, you know, I was think I was truly believing that I was just addicted to food, like to certain foods. Like I, I also believed that once I started eating an eating Oreos, I couldn't stop at one point. That was me. And I truly believed that. I thought that, you know, um, that I just had a taste for certain foods, that I just loved food so much. And, you know, and then the negative side of that was I thought that what would I do without this food? Because I felt so attached to it. And, you know, how, what would I have to look forward to? Like, this was the most... You know, and it's kind of, it's almost brings up this feeling of sadness in my sternum when I think about like that. I, I really thought that this was the most exciting part of my life. And it was all tied to who I was, you know, who I thought I was. Um, and who you think you are is who you are. So, you know, we can all change who we think we are. You know, that's, that's what's so wonderful about how our brains are. The fact that they're actually plastic, you know, um, plus neuroplasticity tells us that we can change that about ourselves. And, you know, a, a simple place that all of that can begin is simply by challenging your notions of what is true or untrue. And as you can do this simply by, you can go, you know what? I say that once I start eating, I can't stop. I say that if I eat one Oreo, I can't stop. Well, is that really true? And you can go and you can challenge yourself to eat the Oreo, but eat it in a way that actually challenges this notion. So, you know, if you go and you just eat it mindlessly, then you're not doing anything that is going to create change because we cannot create change from mindlessness. Change requires intentionality. It requires us to really put our energy 
in the direction that we want to move and to actually allow ourselves to move in that direction. If we're saying that we want to create change, but we're doing everything the same old way, it's not going to happen. And we're fooling ourselves in that moment. And we're really making it harder for ourselves to create change because we're giving ourselves more evidence that we can't do it. And the more that we groove, you know, the more that we reinforce that groove in our brains, the more entrenched it becomes. You know, so one of the most powerful ways that we can begin to create change is simply by being intentional and paying attention. And paying attention means, you know, it means inviting your focus, inviting your curiosity, inviting your attention, your intention and your energy into a particular area of your life. And I think that we all know what this feels like. We all know, we've all been um, in a state of paying attention versus a state of being distracted, a state of being mindless versus a state of being mindful, you know? And sometimes this happens from, um, we get this experience of being mindful and being aware and paying attention from, from novelty, you know? Like if you go to um, a really wonderful gourmet bakery and they just have this you know the best like most rich um light pastries um and you taste it and you're like wow this is really amazing like you've probably experienced something along those lines before and realized that that quality was just so much better than what you're usually eating for example and you know, it forces you into paying more attention just because it's novel. This is part of how our brains works when, when work when something is novel, we pay closer attention. Another example is like, you know, say you're really just zoned out driving in your car and then all of a sudden somebody cuts you off and you just feel very vigilant in that moment. It's like all of a sudden all your senses are on high alert. That's another example. So even if you haven't intentionally paid attention before, you have these examples of what the quality of that feels like. So that's my whole point of bringing up those examples. And you can bring that state into any moment that you're in any moment, any time, you know, you have the power to do that. And you can bring that quality, that state of awareness um, and alertness to a moment of eating for the intention of challenging your beliefs about who you are as an eater. And it's just a matter of you putting aside you know, five mo- five minutes to do that for yourself. And so when I had this experience myself, it started to make me realize, you know, that all, I had been telling myself all of these stories that I had been playing in my head over and over and over again. And when I ate mindfully for the first time, I realized that that wasn't true. And I realized that there were things that delighted me that I never thought would delight me and things that I felt satisfied by that I didn't know I could be satisfied by when it came to like the amounts of food I was eating even. I remember um, when I did a challenge. So I did a mindful meal challenge with a group of people. I don't know that the challenge still exists anymore, but 
Um, I was doing it with a group of people. We had a Facebook group and I had, um, so you, you got a chance and opportunity to practice it every single day for a week. And so I recommend, by the way, that anybody who wants to try, um, try this, do it for a week, do it for one meal a day for a week. And then, you know, from there, make your own choice about how you want to incorporate it into your life. For me, I when I had those skills, there were certain skills that I just kept that I never let go of. And then there were certain things that I, you know, I I didn't try to do it perfectly is what I'm saying. And so I remember one day eating um, an orange, like a little mandarin orange for my mindful meal of the day. And part of the challenge was to actually just notice how the food looked, like actually look at it before eating it, you know, and pay attention to the texture of the food, um, like just visually, um, you know, notice the color, just really look at the food. And it what it does, of course, is it creates that pause, but also... I remember really sinking into curiosity and curiosity is a superpower, all right? When we are in a state of curiosity, and I'm talking specifically about that curiosity of expansion. I'm not talking about the curiosity where it's like, oh, I have to know and, you know, like there's... um you know, like at the end of a Netflix show when they leave you on a cliffhanger and it gives you that state of like, kind of like that addiction to a show where, you know, Working Moms did this. I don't know if anybody watches Working Moms on Netflix, but Working Moms did this to me um, this last season. No spoilers, of course. But that is not the kind of curiosity I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that curiosity of like, you know, what's this about? And just allowing yourself to be, um, to be curious about what something can offer you, like that expansive state, that expansive feeling. You see this with children all the time, you know, where they are just so engrossed in watching ants crawl around on, on the ground or whatever it is. That is the state that I'm talking about. Just really allowing yourself to wonder, you know? And when you can bring that state to your eating. Um, and so I was looking at this orange and I was like, I remember thinking that it looked like the juices were just going to burst right through the skin. And, you know, the the orange, I had one little orange slice and I could see like, the bubbles under the surface. I still remember to this day, like the color of the orange and what it looked like. And I had taken a picture and posted it on um, in our group and everything. And, you know, the wonder and curiosity, just eating an orange <laughs> and how, how enjoyable, how much more enjoyable it was because I was bringing that state of being to my eating. You know, this is what I am really trying to drive home for you in this episode. You know, who are you being when you're eating? 
who you're being when you're eating is really who you're being in your life. So who are you being in your eating? And who are you being in your life? Are you being someone who is really present? Are you paying attention? Are you being intentional? Are you focused on what you're doing? You know, even when it's eating. And that can look different ways for different people. Again, it's not about like having this perfect image of what paying attention to your eating is. It's not what this is at all. And, you know, if if you feel like you're ever just checking something off a list, then, you know, come back to just how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel while you're doing something? And that's going to help you to, it's going to lead you and guide you to that state that you want to be in, you know, that state that is just perfect and right for you. Um, so I'm using the word curious, but maybe it's something else for you. All right. It's, but it's who do you want to be and how can you bring that to everything that you're doing right now today? And how can you practice that when it comes to your eating as well? Because how we do one thing is how we do everything. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. I hope you've enjoyed this more, you know, sit down and chat over coffee type of episode. Um, speaking of, let me go get myself my uh, second cup. <laughs> but I hope you've enjoyed it. Let me know if anything in, in this episode resonated for you. You can follow me over on Instagram at Rashonda Yates. You can send me a DM there. Love hearing from you. And I will catch you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashonda Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.